Welcome to the Grace-Filled Food Freedom Podcast. In this podcast, you can expect to be inspired and equipped to ditch diets, eat well, and let your light shine. Every time you listen, you can expect practical tips straight from the Word of God that are going to get you on the road to food freedom today gooey bites of deliciousness that will make you shimmy in your seat because you know that God is speaking directly to you. Are you ready? All right, grab a fork. Let's dive in. John asks, sweets. Oh, I was raised always having dessert after dinner and it's comforting and special. And I can't seem to control it to just have one serving. How do I control it to stick to just one? Well, let me tell you, Dawn, I have a sweet tooth. I can pretty much live off of smoothies and fruit and all kinds of goodies. That's really my preference. And so I can relate a lot to what you're sharing. And so much of it comes down to our mindset. See, we know that sweets may not be the best for us as diets have cut them out for years or decades, they've been under this sort of label of being something bad or maybe you shouldn't have. And that can often make foods really difficult to moderate. For example, if you feel like this is the last one you're going to eat or tomorrow you shouldn't have two servings then today, it's going to be really hard to stop at one. And of course, it tastes great, but the mindset is often the thing that we want to address first. And what helps me the most is reminding myself that food is not going anywhere. Whether it's at the house or I decide to store it at the grocery store with aisles and aisles of sweets and treats, food is available. And it's not anything that I'm going to restrict or cut off at all in the future. Why do I want to eat desserts and sweets 24-7? No, I don't. But the assurance that it's not going anywhere allows me to step back, take a breath, and connect with what it is that I really want. Remember, we have that inner toddler, that inner teenager, that as soon as we're told we can't have something, it rears its ugly head, and it wants more of that very forbidden thing. In this mindset shift, we are sort of utilizing that parenting strategy of making something available so that it doesn't become the focus, so that it doesn't become something that we obsess over. Let's say you told yourself you could have a generous serving of a dessert after dinner every day now and for the rest of your life. Like not two, but like one, like I'm not talking about like a toddler sized serving. I'm talking about like a nice, generous, but not so generous because you have goals, right? We don't want to be irresponsible, but a, a delicious, tasty dessert every day after dinner for the rest of your life. That probably would calm down some of that antsiness, some of that grabbiness that happens where we want to eat more and more and more. And hopefully, over time, that dessert, that thing becomes less of an issue. But in allowing it, it does give us a little bit of room to decide what it is that feels really good. And you ask yourself, how does that make me feel? Do I like that? Is this a habit that I actually want to keep going? We step aside from all of those outside regulations that say what we should or shouldn't be doing, and we really pay attention to the Holy Spirit within us and to how our body feels. Then if you decide you want to do things a little bit differently, you may just say, oh, I'm going to go with 
dessert maybe every other night, see how that feels. It's not a rule, it's just an experiment. Maybe I'll do a little bit less, see how that goes. Maybe one night I'll try fruit and see how that feels. It's not about rules, it's about making results-based decisions. If it's working for you, keep doing it. We're not gonna stop that. There's plenty of other areas in our lives to make improvements, to make healthier choices. It doesn't have to be cutting out nighttime dessert. In fact, for years, my like pre-bed snack, that like before bed, after dinner kind of range, it was something that I had to have. I just felt like it was really important to me. And again, it's probably that comforting thing to look forward to. It's something I've done ever since I was young. And I allowed it. In fact, I left dinner with a little bit of an empty spot, a little bit of room. That way I knew I was making an allowance for hunger. For when that meal came, I could have it and not feel too full and be able to sleep well because I didn't like going to bed too full. I didn't sleep well. And over time, I can't really pinpoint when. It kind of slipped away. Sometimes I'll be hungry and I'll have that sweet now and usually a yogurt and some fruit and it's okay but it's not such a static part of my routine. So in first, letting go of the rules about what you should and shouldn't have, decide what's working for you and allow yourself to have it. And you can work on tweaking all the other areas of your life and then deal with the dessert after dinner at a later point. Like that could be the last territory if and even if it's something that you ever want to address. If you find that it's a self-control piece, then you can pray earlier in the day, um, for the Lord to give you that self-control. Now we can hyper-focus on one area and it kind of can take on a whole emotional toll to it. And we're not wanting to do that. We're not wanting that to be the thing that we think about all the time. But you can ask the Lord when it pops into your heart and mind, hey God, can you give me some self-control in the evening? You could even sow a seed of self-control earlier in the day. Maybe you want a little snack or a bite in between meals. You say, no Lord, I'm gonna sow a seed of self-control. I'm gonna skip this little bite how would you give me some more self-control so that I can exercise it in other areas of my life? And maybe one time you just try a night without it and see how it goes. Maybe it's awful and you never want to skip it ever again, or maybe it wasn't that bad. But how you stick to one serving is by getting to the root of the desire and by finding other ways to meet those needs, whether it's taste, whether it's hunger, you could be legitimately hungry, whether it's pleasure, can you find pleasure and self-care in other areas of your life, or whether it's just a routine and can you change that routine. With time and exposure and an open mind to different solutions, you'll find that those old habits start to fade away. Because when you bring the Lord into every area of your life, well, it changes everything. Oh, and P.S. Are you exhausted from fighting binge eating? Whew. I know how it can just drain you to always be stuck in the middle of a food fight. And the fastest way to get exhausted is to fight the battle on your own. And the truth is a binge, well, it never happens in a peaceful environment. So rather than fighting the darkness, turn on the light. That's why I wanna share with you my binge proof action planner, which is gonna help you put feet to your faith and creating a purposeful, peace-filled plan to overcome binge eating. Download it with the link in the show notes. Oh, 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 I have one more thing to ask. If you have two minutes, could you please head on over to your podcast app and rate and review the Grace-Filled Food Freedom podcast? 
that will give our podcast lots of extra juice to reach women just like you who need food freedom and hope through Jesus Christ. Well, it certainly was lovely to spend some time with you, sis. I hope that you're enjoying a taste of food freedom. Now, if you're looking for more of an entree, I'd love to officially invite you to my Platinum program. It's a six month deep dive, start to finish program that is going to immerse you in God's word and God's plan for food freedom. You can find out more at gracefulplate.com forward slash platinum. Be sure to check it out. I'll see you there.